Well, hello again. This is Buck Benny speaking. Welcome to another episode of the Jack Benny Show from the 1942-1943 season. Tonight we have an amazing guest star in Louis Armstrong, Satchmo, uh, the great uh, trumpet player and wonderful, unique singer. And we get a chance to actually hear him sing on the show, which will be a lot of fun. Uh, he has some great interactions with um, Rochester and Jack, and I think uh, you'll enjoy this episode quite a bit. Uh, of course, Louis Armstrong had kind of a resurgence in uh, the 90s, uh, in that his uh, some of his music was used in the in the movie um, Sleepless in Seattle, and a lot of folks got into some of his old recordings, um, and they were featured in a number of movies around that time, and I think people still really enjoy hearing him today. It's, he has such a unique voice. So it's fun that we can uh, hear him on Jack's show from 70 years ago. Uh, anyway, enjoy Louis Armstrong and Jack and the Gang, and we'll see you folks next time. Starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Dennis Day, Rochester, and yours truly, Don Wilson. You know, friends, one of those Oscars, if it was given to a breakfast cereal, you can just see that Oscar zooming to a delicious, malty-rich grape nuts flakes. Or when it comes to America's fastest-growing breakfast cereal, the verdict you hear is unanimous. Grape Nuts Flakes really taste swell. Yes, whether you're breakfast fussy or whether you're just plain breakfast hungry, you'll say that Grape Nuts Flakes satisfy. They have such a grand, malty richness, such a glorious, crisp, tempting goodness. They bring you the flavor of Grape Nuts in exciting toasted flake form. And Grape Nuts Flakes bring you health-building whole-grain nourishment including proteins, minerals, and vitamins. So help yourself to health at breakfast. Help yourself to sweet-as-a-nut, luscious grape nuts flakes in the big 12-ounce economy-sized package. You don't give up a single precious ration stamp to buy grape nuts flakes. but it's fun played by the orchestra. And now, ladies and gentlemen, as you all know, our dear old master of ceremonies, Jack Benny, lost $50 recently on Rochester's horse, Burnt Cork. That's right. They pulled the Kentucky Derby right down over my ears. <laughs> you always wear a derby that way. Quiet. Ever since this disastrous experience, Mr. Benny has been trying and trying to forget, but to no avail. What do you mean, to no avail? I've forgotten the whole thing. When I lose money, that's the end of it. Go on. You lost your piggy bank when you were just a little baby, and you're still running ads in the Waukegan paper. <laughs> what ads? <laughs> lost. One piggy bank on Genesee Street. Finder may keep bank, but owner has sentimental attachment to content. <laughs> now, Mary. Please return to Jackie Benny, age 45, Hollywood, California. That you made up. Now, go on. Go on with the story, darling. Well, anyway, folks, Rochester returned from Louisville a week ago. 
But until yesterday afternoon, Jack was unable to get in touch with him. I should have known he was hiding down on Central Avenue. So now, without further ado, we would like to take you to one of Central Avenue's delightfully intimate mixed drinkeries. The time late yesterday afternoon. Take it away. Uh, Mississippi Barbecue Palace, Mississippi speaking. <laughs> I see. Now, Mr. Sippy, I'm trying to get in touch with Rochester. Rochester Van Jones. Oh, you mean the man whose horse has caused no end of unbalanced budgets in this vicinity? <laughs> I lost plenty on him, too. Now, is Rochester there? Uh, just a minute, I'll find out. Oh, Rochester, Rochester. What is it, Sippy? Is that Mr. Benny? Uh, yeah. What am I telling? Same thing, same thing. Okay. Wrong number. Goodbye. <laughs> you know, Sippy, that was a narrow escape. Yeah. Say, how many days have you been hiding out from Mr. Benny? Four that I can remember and two that must have been sheer bliss. <laughs> Say, Sippy, I was supposed to meet Louis Armstrong here. Have you seen him? Old Thatchable? Here he comes now. Off the lazy river where the old mill runs. Well, look here. Hello, Rod. Hello, Seth. <laughs> well, where are the gals, Seth? I thought you were going to come loaded. Don't worry, son. I got two gals coming over here in a little while that are tall, tan, tantalizing, and tender. <laughs> <laughs> are they good looking? Mine is. <laughs> Yours is sort of a retread. <laughs> now, wait a minute, Seth. I should have the good-looking one. I'm a romantic man. Romantic? You heard me. When I kiss a gal, Cupid just stands there and says, My, my. <laughs> I'm Taurus. Oh, you dog. <laughs> Say, Rach, an important thought has just struck me. What are we going to do for money tonight? You know, legal lettuce. Well, Satch, you got money. I had money until that horse of yours demorgenthawed me. <laughs> well, let me tell you something, Satch. Bert Corp would have won that race if it hadn't been for the back stretch. What happened in the back stretch? He just rolled over on his back and stretched. <laughs> Well, look, Rochester, we got a hold. They got to get hold of some stuff for tonight, and I got a hunch that those gals going to be hungry. Yeah, well, it looks like I'll have to call Mr. Benny, my favorite comedian. Oh, <laughs> you dog, you. Uh, give me that phone, Sippy. Oh, uh, here you are. Thanks. Hello, operator, give me Crestview 7071. From Natchez to Mobile. What? I can't dial, miss. I got a highball in each hand. <laughs> From Memphis to St. Joe, wherever the four winds blow. Hello? Hello, Mr. Benny? Well, well, so it's you. What happened to you, boss? Where you been? <laughs> Where have I been? I've been on the phone for the last six days trying to reach you. I called every hotspot on Central Avenue that's got a telephone. Some of the best ones is primitive. 
<laughs> Rochester, I don't want any flippancies. I want the truth. You've been back from Louisville a week now. Why haven't I heard from you? Well, last Tuesday, I was right up to the door of your house in Beverly Hills, ready to work. Uh-huh. And just as I was about to enter, a black cat crossed my path. I see. Well, couldn't you walk around the cat? I did and wound up at the cotton club. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, so much, so much for Tuesday. Now, what happened Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday? I don't even remember where they happened. <laughs> I thought so. Now, look, Rochester, I want you to be at my house first thing tomorrow morning. Okay, boss, I'll be there. You better. Uh, by the way, Mr. Benny, a financial predicament has reared its ugly head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in desperate need of, say, about uh, $25. I see. Well, let me ask you something, Rochester. Why should I give you $25 when I just lost 50 on your horse? Well, come on. Rochester, I want an answer to that question. It ain't ready yet. <laughs> now, listen, Rochester, I'll give you the money on one condition, that you come over here right now and start a work. The house is a mess. Okay, I'm on my way, boss. So long. Goodbye. Now, listen, Satch, you keep the gals here. I'll run over to see Mr. Bennett, put on the personality, and be back in a half an hour. Rochester, you forgot to hang up the phone. Uh-oh. Oh, Rochester! Yes, boss! I heard your conversation! Don't you believe it! Get over here! Goodbye! Satch, I'm in the doghouse. That's where you belong, you old dog. <laughs> well, I better get over to Mr. Benny's house. So long, Sippy! Uh, good luck, Rochester. Say, Satch, while you're waiting for the girls, why don't you get up there with the band and give out a little jive for the cats? Okay, I might float on down that old lazy river for a few balls. Let's float, boys. Up the lazy river, run the old mill run. Up the lazy river with the noonday sun. Singing in the shade of a kind old tree. Throw away your troubles, dream a dream of me, dream a dream of me. Up the lazy river where the robin song. Two bright lights as we stroll along. Up above, the one I love of the lazy river, how happy we will be, Mama. Oh,
Out the lazy river Oh, you river You river two hours have elapsed since our last scene. We take you now to Jack Benny's home in Beverly Hills, where he is busy dictating to his secretary. Take it away, Beverly Hills. However, madam, if you will send me 50 cents in cash or stamps... <laughs> I will be glad... <laughs> Make a laugh so quick. I will be glad to send you one dozen personally autographed naval oranges... Plus one large grapefruit with my picture pasted on it. Sign that as usual. Your dream man, Jack Benny. <laughs> Is there any more fan mail, Miss Livingston? Oh, for heaven's sake, Jack. Will you stop with that, Miss Livingston? Why don't you call me Mary? Because every Saturday afternoon, you're supposed to be my secretary. And I don't believe in familiarity. And why are you sitting on my lap? <laughs> because you don't know how to type. <laughs> Now, is there any more? Is there any more fan mail? Yes, here's a letter from a lady in Nobody, Montana. Nobody, that's North Butte. <laughs> what's the? Uh, what's the? <laughs> what's the lady got to say? Uh, dear Mr. Benny, those oranges you sent me were a little sour. Also, your photograph. Also, your program last Sunday. <laughs> I'll have to spray those oranges. Also, my writers. <laughs> now, let's see. How will I, uh... Well, it's the big racehorse man again. Say, Mr. Benny, I made your bed, shined your shoes, and changed the oil on your toupee. <laughs> Good. Can I have that $25 loan now? Rochester, I'm not giving you any money just because you got a date with a couple of girls tonight. Oh, I forgot all about them, boys. But tomorrow's Mother's Day, and I want that $25 to buy Mammy a, a geranium. <laughs> a ga a geranium? Well, you should get quite a geranium for $25. Oh, it ought to be huge. <laughs> well, listen, Mr. Van Jones, the kitchen sink is full of dirty dishes. Now go do them. I just got a manicure. I don't care. Do those dishes. Manicure. He thinks he's going out stepping tonight. He's crazy. But, Jack, it isn't Rochester's fault that you lost money on his horse. That phony fortune teller told you to make the bet. You mean Princess Korsakoff at the tea room? Give me that phone, Mary. I'm going to call her up and give her a piece of my mind. Oh, darn it. Have you got a nickel, Mary? Here you are. Thanks. A payphone in a private house. That's the darnest thing I ever heard of. Well, it saves a lot of bookkeeping and sending people bills. And... I hope the princess doesn't... Hello? Hello. Anaheim Gypsy Tea Room. Heim speaking. Where's Anna? She ain't Heim. Now, cut that out. I want Thank heaven I won't have to look at him much longer. Listen, I want to speak... I want to speak to... 
I'm only kidding. I want to speak to Princess Korsakoff, your fortune teller. She can't come to the phone right now. She got her head caught in a teacup. <laughs> Put the princess on the phone, teacup and all. Okay, blue eye. I got two of them. That's right. Just because I'm a comedian, everybody. Hello? Hello, Princess Korsakoff. I'm hot as a pistol when I look in mine crystal talking. <laughs> Look, Princess, you gave me some fine advice when you told me to bet on Rochester's horse. According to the radio, the newsreels, and the papers, it came in last. It couldn't be propaganda. <laughs> no, it couldn't. Now, listen, Princess, you're a phony, and from now on, I'm eating at another restaurant. Who's a phony? I said you'd be president of the Elks, didn't I? Elks? You said I'd be president of the United States. There was mayonnaise on mine crystal. It works better now. <laughs> Oh, well, President of the Elks isn't bad. I'll tell you what, Princess, I'll be over for lunch tomorrow. What's the special? Leg of lamb with nylon stockings. <laughs> Fine, I'll bring a girl. Goodbye, Princess. You know, Mary Princess Korsakoff is a wonderful woman. She says I'm going to be President of the Elks. I'll have to buy a tooth for my watch chain. Why don't you get a few for your gums while you're at it? <laughs> oh, save that for the program. Say, I don't hear any activity in the kitchen. Oh, Rochester, how are you coming along with the dishes? Oh, fine, boss. I'm just stacking them up now. Good. You know, Mary, Princess Korsakoff may have her fall. But... <laughs> Easy does it. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> I bet you. I bet you broke every dish in the kitchen. No, I didn't, boss. The soup tureen is okay. Thank heaven. Of course, it's gonna leak a little now. <laughs> Rochester, those dishes are coming out of your next week's salary. Now go upstairs and press my blue suit. I'm going out with the boys tonight. Yes, sir. Where do you fellas go every Saturday night? We have a bowling team. It's a lot of fun and good exercise. Well, here's Dennis now. Hello, kid. Hello, Mr. Benny. Hiya, Dennis. Fine, Miss Livingston. Hey, Mr. Benny, are we going to the you-know-what tonight? Quiet, kid. Yes, as soon as Don and Phil get here. Oh, boy, I hope whatchamacallit is still there. Quiet, quiet, kid. Hey, wait a minute. Where are you fellas going? Every Saturday night, we go downtown to the burlesque show. <laughs> Dennis. The burlesque show? Marion Morgan, more curves than the Burma Road. <laughs> Dennis, save that whistling for the theater. Say, Dennis, what's that box you got under your arm? Oh, you'll laugh. No, no, I won't. What is it? Well, tomorrow is Mother's Day, and Mr. Benny has always been like a mother to me, so I brought him a box of chocolates. <laughs> well, well. Mother Benny. So Mother's taking you to the burlesque show tonight, eh, Sonny? <laughs> Yeah, isn't she sweet? Now, Mary, don't spoil it. Dennis gave me a box of chocolates. It was a very sentimental gesture, and I appreciate it. Thanks, Dennis. You're welcome. But you know, kid, I haven't always been sweet to you. In fact, once in a while, I'm, I'm very mean. I know. One of the chocolates has a Mickey in it. <laughs> a Mickey? Yeah, it tastes a little like maple nut. How do you know? I had one Thursday, and I didn't wake up till this morning. <laughs> 
Oh, well, I'll watch out for Mabel. Now, speaking of Mother's Day, Dennis, have you got a song that ties into the occasion for the program tomorrow? Yes, I'm going to sing Little Mother of Mine. Would you like to hear it? Yes, I would. I'll sit down at the piano here and make off like an orchestra. Don't spoil the illusion. Sing, kid. <laughs> Gee, this candy looks good. Yes, Well, Dennis, it'll be very good on the program tomorrow. Thank you. How do you like the way I played the orchestra? Oh, you were marvelous. <laughs> anyway, kid, that's a great number for Mother's Day. Uh, speaking of Mother's Day, Jack, I sent Papa a check for $100. $100 to your father? On Mother's Day? She'll get it. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, yes. Your, your mother's a pretty big woman. She's taller than your father, isn't she? Only two or three feet. <laughs> well, that's enough. Say, boss, that pressure blue suit, how's it look? Fine. Now take it off and hang it in the closet. <laughs> okay. He always has to model everything. What a guy. Uh-oh, 8.30. Can I have that $25 now, boss? I gotta get down to Central Avenue and buy that geranium for my mother. 
$25 for a geranium. Now, let's analyze this. How could you possibly pay $25 for a geranium? I got a florist that takes advantage of me. <laughs> oh, and you have to go to him. Now, go take that suit off. Yes, sir. You know, Mary, if Rochester would only come right out and say that he wants $25 to entertain a couple of girls, it would be different. You mean you'd give him the money? No, but he wouldn't be lying to me. <laughs> That's different enough for me, you know. Well, it's Don and Phil. Hiya, fellas. Hello, everybody. Hiya, gang. Say, Mary, I'm sorry you can't come along with us. Us guys are going, uh, we're going bowling. She knows. She knows. <laughs> Dennis had to spill the beans. I didn't have to do it. I'm just stupid. <laughs> you said it. Say, Phil, did you have any trouble getting out of the house tonight? Nah, it was easy. But you'll notice I got a club foot. <laughs> well... <laughs> Of course, that kills my next line entirely, you know? My next line is, but then you've only been wearing shoes since your band started playing indoors. <laughs> I love when they ad-lib. My next line means nothing, you know? <laughs> Phil, I want to show you the difference in the joke. Phil, Let's do the do original again. line. Okay, where are you going to start? Up I house? say, Phil, didn't you have any trouble getting out of the house tonight? Nah, it was easy, but you'll notice I haven't got any shoes on. Oh, yes, but then you've only been wearing shoes since your band started playing indoors. <laughs> See the second <laughs> Phil, why didn't you tell Alice you were going to a concert or something? Oh, it's all right with her if I go out with you guys. I bought her a beautiful pair of mules for Mother's Day. Oh, bedroom slippers? No, mules. Jacastas. Jacastas. <laughs> got a victory garden to plow. Oh, real? Oh, I see. Jacasta. Yeah, Jacasta. Oh, real mules. Huh? <laughs> well, that's, um, mules. That's a very touching gift. I named them Jack and Jerk after you. Thanks. I expected as much. Oh, while we're on the subject of Mother's Day, Jack, uh, do you know what I sent my mother in Denver, Colorado? No, Don. What did you send your mother? A whole case of America's fastest-growing flake cereal. Malty rich, toasty brown, sweet as a nut, grape nuts flakes. Well, that's a wonderful gift. And I enclosed a little note that said, uh, Dear Mother, remember the day the stork brought me? There I was, just a 12-ounce economy-sized package. 12-ounce? <laughs> Don, if you only weighed 12 ounces, how come the stork went right from your house to Murrieta Hot Springs? <laughs> He's been grounded ever since <laughs> But that was a nice present, Don I'm sure your mother will appreciate it Well, Mary, you'll have to excuse us now Come on, fellas, let's go downtown Oh, wait a minute Here comes that silly boarder of yours Oh, yes, Mr. Billingsley Good evening, Mr. Billingsley Good evening, Mr. Benny Stepping out, I see <laughs> Yes, yes, my friends and I are going downtown and bowl I was there last night He's lovely <laughs> Yes, yes, she is. Uh, would you care to ride downtown with us, Mr. Billingsley? No, thanks. I'm going upstairs and hit the hay. Going to bed, eh? No, I'm going to hit the hay. I'm mad at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. Well, good night, Mr. Benny. Good night. There's very few of us left. <laughs> going upstairs and hit the hay. I was wondering why he was carrying that shillelagh. Come on, fellas, let's go. Now, Rochester, when I get home tonight, I'll expect you to be here. But, boss, what about the $25 for my mother's geranium? Rochester, I know you're not telling the truth. If that $25 was really for your mother, you could... Uh... 
Oh, I'll get it, boss. Uh, hello, Rochester. Uh, look here, man. The gal's are here. What's keeping you? Oh, 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 oh! Hello, mother! <laughs> mother? How are you, mother? How you been? What's the matter with you, Rog? This is Satchmo. I know. Now, now concentrate, Mammy. I'll be down in a little while with $25 for those geraniums. Geraniums? Oh, I get it. You dog. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, Mater? What is it, Rochester? Can I have tonight off? Mother's having a little buffet supper for us children. Well, I think it might be, uh... uh give me that phone, Rochester. But, boss... Give me that phone. I want to talk to your mother. <laughs> but she don't speak English. <laughs> <laughs> give me that phone. Okay. Hello, Mrs. Van Jones. Are you there, Mrs. Van Jones? Oh, yes, Mr. Benny. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Mrs. Van Jones. Yes? Uh, Rochester tells me that you're having a little buffet supper tonight for your children. Are your daughters there yet? They've just arrived. Well, tell me, Mrs. Van Jones, are your daughters good-looking? Mine is. <laughs> I thought so. Well, I'm letting Rochester off, Satchmo, but you'll have to dig up the $25 yourself. Goodbye. Okay, Rochester, you can have the night off, but don't kid yourself. You didn't fool me, brother. <laughs> Friends, we can't talk too often about the shining new beacon light to better wartime living, Uncle Sam's Basic 7 food program. The Basic 7 was created by our government to ensure a better fed and hence more efficient America. Uncle Sam says, here are seven basic groups of food, foods you should have every day for robust health and ready energy. Choose your favorite food from each group. See that your folks get at least one food from all seven groups every day. Featured in the basic seven are whole grain cereals, such as crisp, toasty brown grape nuts flakes, a basic seven food that's not rationed. For grape nuts flakes are a whole grain cereal, providing nourishment of wheat and barley, including precious minerals and vitamins. So please, Uncle Sam, and please your family. Eat the basic seven daily and eat grape nuts flakes. Remember, it doesn't take a single precious ration stamp to buy thrifty Grape Nuts Flakes. Well, hello again. This is Buck Benny speaking. Welcome to another episode of the Jack Benny Show from the 1952-1953 season. This episode, he's still in San Francisco. He's been in San Francisco for three weeks now, I think. And uh, been putting on performances there. Um, it's an interesting time for Jack. Jack is doing television, but he's doing such so few episodes. Like let's see, in '52, probably he's. I'm not can't remember if he's doing eight or twelve, thirteen. I mean, somewhere in there, a low amount of episodes per year. He's still doing his radio show, but he's got enough time to also. Uh, start performing um, live for folks, which would have been a really exciting thing to see. So here we get a chance for him to interact with some of the local politicians and things. So anyway, uh, it should be a fun episode. Um, I did tell folks that I would start uh, 
going through uh, some of the listener polls that uh, they've been doing over at, let's see, where is it? The, those were the days um, site. And um, they did a listener poll in 2012, and then one in 1999, and one in 1986. And it's interesting to kind of compare those results. They're all done a little differently. So the only poll that has 25 um, uh, 25 choices is uh, the, the 2012. And so I'll go through those, the last, uh, we'll go through the bottom and work our way up. So for number 25... Uh, it is The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet, which we've never played, and I've had a few requests to do that. We might do that sometime. Number 24, Lights Out. That's a scary show, and I don't do horror too much. There's lots of other podcasts that do horror. I'm just, there's too much other things to cover, and I'm not into scaring people, so <laughs> we just haven't done that. Uh, number 23, The Charlie McCarthy Show, which I was surprised wouldn't be a lot higher than that, but... But it's on the list. I mean, that's the thing. Just making this list is huge. I mean, you got to think about it. Out of thousands and thousands of shows, there are only 25 that actually make it to this list. Uh, after that, we have uh, number 22, The Cinnamon Bear, which we've brought you a couple times now at Christmas time. Um, that's uh, interesting that it would place as one of the best shows ever, but because uh, it's a great show, but. It only it's only whatever twenty two episodes long or twenty four or something like that. Uh, then X minus one, which I think should be X minus one slash Dimension X because they were virtually the same show just done at different times. But a great show, and we brought that to you before. Number twenty, Sherlock Holmes. Interesting. And we'll go through the next five, too. Uh, number 19, Fred Allen Show. Love to, lovely to see him on the list. Would think he'd be a little higher, too, but I'll accept number 19. Considering, like, uh, Bob Hope's not even on the list, and a lot of folks aren't on the list. Um, is Red Skelton on the list? Might not be, huh? Um, okay, let's see. 18, Inner Sanctum. Another scary one. Number 17, the Burns and Allen Show. Number 16, Dragnet. And number 15, The Six Shooter with Jimmy Stewart, which we're bringing you this summer. Uh, let's go to the 1999 list and share their uh, number 15 through number 20. Number 20, Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar. Remember that one. It'll come up again here soon. Uh Johnny Dollar is one who's become more and more popular, I think, more popular than it ever was originally. Uh, number 19, X-1. Number 18, Armist Brooks. Number 17, Gunsmoke. Uh, of course, we bring you Gunsmoke every week. Uh, number 16, The Cinnamon Bear. And number 15, Lights Out. And that was as of 1999. Uh, let's go for their uh, 15 through 10 on this one. Uh, after Lights Out, we have number 14, Escape, which we bring you every week. Uh, 13, Charlie McCarthy Show, which sounds more reasonable with where he should be, I would think. Um, number 12, Mercury Theater on the Air with Orson Welles. We'll be bringing you some Mercury Theater on the Air coming up soon, and uh, probably some this summer as well. Number 11, I Love a Mystery. Number 10, The Great Gildersleeve. Let's run our 15 to 10 on 
the 2012 list. Number 15, I said, was the Six Shooter. Number 14, the Lone Ranger. Number 13, One Man's Family. One Man's Family is a um, was a soap opera that ran from 1932, I believe, until 1959. And from 32 until 49, it was a, a weird soap opera. It was a half hour once a week. And so it was kind of a different, almost like a, a dynasty, like a nighttime soap opera sort of thing. We'd be on once a week, uh, or Dallas or something. And then, um, and then from 1949 on, I believe it was 15 minutes every day that they ran it. Um, and it's a, it was a soap opera with a sense of humor and things in it somewhat. Um, we'll have to bring you some of those sometime and see what they're like. Uh, number 12, The Whistler. Another scary one, uh, but closer to suspense. Uh, Eleven, Vic and Sadie. Vic and Sadie. I think it's Sadie. That's how I pronounce it. Vic and Sadie. That's it. Was a like a comedy slash soap opera, <coughs> kind of like One Man's Family, I suppose. Number ten, The Shadow. And we'll pop to another list. Uh, we'll read. Ooh, let's go. Let's go to 1986, our earliest of the polls. So that's quite a long time ago. This is, of course, before internet, before MP3. This is this is when it was real old time radio when you people were sharing tapes back and forth and so forth. Um, number ten they have is Fred Allen, and number nine the Great Gildersleeve. Number eight Inner Sanctum. Number seven. The Lone Ranger, number six, The Shadow. And let's read the top five in 1999. So this is what, like 15 years later. The oh, not the top five. We're going to read the ten through number ten through number five. Uh, Great Gildersleeve, number ten. Vic and Sadie, number nine. Lux Radio Theater, number eight. One Man's Family, number seven. Number six, Amos and Andy, who's been dropping in popularity through time, it seems like. Number five, The Lone Ranger. And so let's go and pick up number ten down to number five over here at the most recent poll, 2012. Number ten, The Shadow. Number nine, Lux Radio Theater. Number eight, Gunsmoke. Number seven, the Phil Harris and Alice Faye show. Man, what a resurgence. Wasn't even on the list in 86. Wasn't even on the list in 1999. Even the, though the list had 20 shows, it wasn't on there. But it's number seven uh, now. And I think that makes total sense with how Radio Spirits has been putting out all these sets. And so now there's twice as many episodes as were ever available of Phil and Alice. And I think people are just taking any respect to that show. Number six, our Miss Brooks. Number five, the great Gildersleeve. Pretty high on this list for Gildy. Now, amazing one. Number four, yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Now, if you remember right, just in 1999, it was number 20. And now it's popped up to number four. It shows how it's grown in popularity. Here's truly Johnny Dollar. Again, Radio Spirit's putting out a bunch of good sets of that. And I think people just falling in love with it. Um, 
number three on the 2012 is Fibber McGee and Molly. Number three. Um, we'll wait on the top two. I'll go to some of the other ones. Top five in 1986. Number five, Amos and Andy. Number four, Fibber McGee and Molly. Number three, Lux Radio Theater. Interesting. Uh, 1999, number five, The Lone Ranger. Number four, The Shadow. Number three, Fibber McGee and Molly. Now let's go for the top two, starting at 86. Top two in 86 were number two, Suspense. Number one, The Jack Benny Program. <laughs> and we bring that to you quite a bit. Uh, and suspense, of course, every week as well. In 1999, so what, 15 years after that. Number two show, suspense. Number one, the Jack Benny program. And for our results from 2012, the most recent one, another, what is that, 13 years later, I guess, from the last one. Number three, I said, was for McGee and Molly. Number two, Suspense. And number one, the Jack Benny program. So Jack and Suspense were one and two. Well, Jack was number one on all three polls. Suspense was number two on all three polls. And the most recent polls, uh, Fibber McGee and Molly was number three on both of them. But if you went back to 1986, Fibber McGee and Molly was number four, and Lux Radio was number three. So interesting to see these polls. I will uh, include a printout of all of this on my um, on this podcast so that you can read through all these because I know I was jumping all around, but I just kind of wanted to uh, let you know how things have changed through time. And it's interesting how shows have gone up in popularity or down in popularity with the collecting community. And I hope you enjoy all the shows we bring you. It's interesting to me how some of them are not even on the list. Bing Crosby show to me seems like it should be on the list somewhere, but it's not on any of the lists. So just a show that I love and that a lot of us love because of the high quality sound quality we bring each week with that show, but not on any of the lists. Um, but most of our shows are on the list somewhere. Uh, certainly Gunsmoke made a list somewhere along the way, and some of the other ones did too. Anyway, enjoy today's show. Uh, the number one most popular show for all three polls, the Jack Benny Show. And we will, uh, and, w- and why else will we have a Jack Benny podcast? Because it's the number one show, and uh, always has been and always will be, I think. And we'll see you next time for more Jack Benny. The Jack Benny Program, transcribed and presented by Lucky Strike. You know, friends, nothing, no nothing beats better taste. And remember... Lucky's taste better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. Lucky's taste better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. For Lucky Strike means fine tobacco, richer tasting, fine tobacco. Lucky's taste better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. Lucky Strike, Lucky Strike. Have you smoked a fresh cigarette lately? You have if you've smoked a Lucky Strike. For Luckies are definitely fresher, and it takes real freshness to bring you deep-down smoking enjoyment. To prove that to yourself, just light up a Lucky. 
you'll find that Lucky's taste better. Not only fresher, but cleaner and smoother, too. That's because they're made of fine, light, naturally mild tobacco. And because they're made better, every Lucky is made round and firm and fully packed to draw freely and smoke evenly. And every pack of Lucky's is extra tightly sealed to bring you that fine tobacco flavor in all its freshness. So be happy. Go Lucky. Get the better taste you want in a cigarette and get it fresh. Lucky tastes better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. From the Marine Memorial Theater in San Francisco, California, the Lucky Strike program starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Rochester, Dennis Day, Bob Crosby, and yours truly, Don Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we're broadcasting from the historic city of San Francisco. San Francisco, known the world over for its beautiful Golden Gate, its luxurious buildings, its extensive harbor, its gigantic and impressive bridges, its... By the time he gets to me, I won't mean a thing. <laughs> now I know how Berkeley feels. <laughs> Continue, Don. If this were television, we'd show you several of these ageless wonders... But since this is radio, we can bring you only one ageless wonder, and here he is, Jack Benny! Thank you, thank you, thank you. I've only got two thank yous written here, but I say it three times. <laughs> Hello again, this is Jack Benny talking, and Don, I'm not going to bore you out for that introduction. Not that it wasn't clever, but... Every time someone jokes about my age, it starts a long controversy. Controversy? Yes, I'm 39, and nobody can prove differently. <laughs> well, I don't believe you're 39, and I'm going to check with the doctor who delivered you. Well, you can forget it, Don. He died in 1900. <laughs> anyway, let's drop the subject. You know, there are plenty of other things to talk about besides my age. This is my final day at the Kern Theater, and I want to thank all the people in San Francisco for making me feel so at home. San Francisco is a beautiful city, and I hate to leave. I don't blame you. When are you going back to Los Angeles? Well, I want to go back on the Lark tomorrow night, but I just couldn't get a reservation. Jack, I, I think I can help you with that. You can? Yeah, I don't like to brag, but uh, I carry quite a bit of weight in this town. <laughs> Well, I would... Don, would you mind repeating that? <laughs> I said Good I carry quite a bit of weight in this town. Don, you carry so much... No, I won't say it. I won't say it. I've been doing good business at the current theater. Why spoil it, you know? <laughs> but I've been calling and calling about a reservation on the Lark tonight. Oh, hello, Mary. Hello, Jack. Mary, I, I don't know what's come over me, but I've never seen you look so pretty before. I don't know, your complexion's so clear, your cheeks so rosy. Have you got on your new makeup? No, you've got on your new glasses. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. And Mary, I had these glasses made especially for San Francisco. Look at them. Well, uh, I don't see anything different. Look closer. Well, I'll be darned. Windshield wipers. <laughs> 
Yes, sir. Not only that, press the little button on the bridge of my glasses. Holy smoke, built-in fog lights. <laughs> yes, sir. There's nothing like... Mary, what are you sticking your finger in my ear for? I'm checking your oil. <laughs> Oh, stop being silly. Well, Mary, we'll soon be leaving San Francisco. Did you have a good time here? Oh, just wonderful, Don. There's so much to do and so much to see. Yeah, I, I get a kick out of everything here. Even the little things like, like the cable cars, you know? <laughs> <laughs> What's so funny, Mary? <laughs> well, I'm laughing at Jack talking about cable cars. I saw him yesterday morning on Powell Street. What happened? Well, when he thought no one was looking, he walked out in the middle of the street... Stuck his finger in the slot, hooked it around the cable, and got hooked, hooked up the hill for nothing. <laughs> the way you read that, I didn't think I was going to get up the hill at all. <laughs> got hooked up the hill for nothing. Anyway, Mary, I just did that for a gag. Oh, some gag. You were carrying four passengers. <laughs> Only three counted. One had a transfer. <laughs> so don't be so smart. Oh, I'm only kidding, Jack. You know, I'll be kind of sorry to leave San Francisco. We've been here for quite a while, and yet there's so many things that we'd all enjoy seeing again. The top of the mark. Fisherman's Wharf. The Mint. <laughs> Chinatown. The Golden Gate. The Mint. <laughs> Uh, wait a minute, Jack. Are you sure there's a mint in San Francisco? Certainly. There are six mints in the United States. They're in San Francisco, Denver, Philadelphia, New York, Seattle, and New Orleans. Oh, isn't there a mint in Washington, D.C.? No, no, Mary. There are only mints in San Francisco, Denver, Philadelphia, New York, Seattle, and New Orleans. The one in Washington, D.C. is the Bureau of Engraving. Oh, that's where they make the paper money. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's funny, but I've never been in a mint. Well, they are kind of hard to get into, you know. Well, Murray, if you want to visit the local mint, I can arrange it for you. Well, you can, Don? Certainly. I carry a lot of weight in this town. <laughs> well, Don, that would be... Don, would you mind repeating that? I was afraid of that, huh? I carry a lot of weight in this town. Don, you carry... No, I won't say it. I That's won't right. say it. I've got a good summer job at the maid company. I don't want to lose it. You're right, Mary. Anyway, Don, do you think you can... Oh, hello, Mr. Benny. Hello, everybody. Oh, hello, Janet. <laughs> Dennis, I want to welcome you back to the program. We missed you last week. Well, thanks. How come you weren't on the show last week, Dennis? Oh, I was sick. Oh, yes, yes. I received your telegram. But you never did mention what was wrong with you. Oh, I felt awful. I had to have the doctor and everything I had... Chills and fever and temperature and butterflies in my stomach. No kidding. What'd the doctor do? Well, he told me to stop eating butterflies. <laughs> uh, you take them, will you, Mary? I tire easily. <laughs> okay, Jeff. Uh, Dennis, when did you arrive in San Francisco? Yesterday morning, Mary. Well, what have you been doing since then? Oh, I've been spending most of my time in my hotel room. Oh, have you got a nice place? Yeah, I've got a room with hot and cold running. <laughs> hot and cold running water? Uh, I don't know. There isn't any bathroom. <laughs> Dennis, I know I'm silly to ask you this, 
And the only possible good it can do the program is that Remley might laugh, fall off his stool, and break his guitar. <laughs> but I'm going to ask it anyway. Yes, sir. First of all, though I want to be sure of my fact, your hotel room has no water, no bathroom. That's right. Well, what do you do when you need a bath? Keep away from people. <laughs> Well, I asked the stupid question and stupid answered it. Now, Dennis, how about singing your song? Yes, sir, and because this is Mother's Day, I'm going to sing your mother and mine. Good. Go ahead, kid. The angel voice that bids you good night Kisses your cheek, whispers sleep tight, your mother and mine, your mother and mine, the helping hand that guides you. singing your mother and mine. Very good, Dennis. It was excellent. And now, ladies and gentlemen... I thought several of my notes were flat. No, 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 Dennis. They were fine. And now, ladies and gentlemen... My enunciation was horrible. No, no, Dennis. It was perfect. And now, ladies... I thought my phrasing was lousy. Dennis, why do you run yourself down like that? When you're loaded with talent, you have to be modest. Look, Dennis... Come in. Ah, uh, telegram for Jack Bunny. <laughs> Thanks. Here, boy, here's a, here's a tip for you. Oh, boy, a nickel. Now I can go to the top of the mark and have coffee and Cimarron rolls. <laughs> See, they have those Cimarron rolls everywhere, don't they? Uh... 
Who's the telegram from, Jack? Oh, it's from the manager of the Kern Theater. It says, Dear Jack, you were right. Total attendance yesterday was 4,207 instead of 4,206. <laughs> How you can count with that spotlight in your eyes, I'll never know. <laughs> of course, Mary, I was right. Anyway, I... Oh, hello, Bob. Hi, Jack. Hello, everybody. Well, Bob, our visit to San Francisco is about over. I suppose you'll be glad getting back home to your wife and children, huh? Yes, Jack, but I'll kind of hate to leave. You know, it was right here in this city that I made my start in the entertainment business when I was just a kid. Oh, I didn't know that, Bob. Yes, Mary, my first job was singing with Anson Weeks Orchestra. I was just 15 years old, and I lasted one whole day. Then Anson told me if I could sound like Bing, he'd rehire me. So the next day I was back auditioning for him. I sang all of Bing's big hits like Blue of the Night, Please... I surrender, dear, White Christmas, when the swallow... Wait a minute, wait a minute, Bob. You couldn't have sung White Christmas. It wasn't written then. Well, I know, but I was desperate. (laughs) Did you get the job? No, I had a tough break, Mary. Right in the middle of the audition, my voice changed. Gee, that's a coincidence. When I was 15, my voice changed, too. Really, Dennis? Yeah, it got higher. (laughs) Quiet, Dennis. Uh, Bob... What'd you do after you left Anson Week? Well, I formed my own orchestra, but I had pretty tough sledding. Anyway, we finally landed a job playing at Forbidden City. Forbidden City? Isn't that a Chinese nightclub? Mm-hmm. We were billed as Chang Wu Crosby's Royal Mongolians and the sweetest music <laughs> this side of the Emeryville mudflat. Well, Bob, enough of these reminiscences. We've got a show to do. And that reminds me, hey, why did Remley miss rehearsal yesterday? Oh, Remley? Uh, oh, well, Frankie went to visit his brother. Well, couldn't he be gone the day before? No, yesterday was visiting day. (laughs) Oh, 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 Remley's brother's in San Quentin, huh? No, Alcatraz. What'd he do? Nothing, he's just Remley's brother. (laughs) You know, Jack, I'd like to visit Alcatraz sometime. You'd like me to arrange a sightseeing tour of Alcatraz for you? I can do it. Really, Don? Certainly. I carry a lot of weight in this town. <laughs> Don, I don't want to hear any more about how much weight you carry in this town. If I hear that once more, I'll... Come in. Mr. Denny? Yes? I'm Mr. Jones of Southern Pacific Railway. Oh, yes, yes. You finally get reservations for me on the Lark to Los Angeles for tomorrow night? No, sir. I'm sorry, but the best I can do is to get your reservations on Friday. Gee, I can't see why the train should be so crowded tomorrow night or... Sixteen cars in that train, aren't there? Yes, sir, but only two of the cars are carrying passengers. Only two? What are the other 14 cars for? They're taking back the money you made up here. (laughs) You know, that's why I want to be on the same train. I don't want to be lonesome, you know? Aren't there any other trains leaving for Los Angeles tomorrow? Yes, sir, the daylight. What time does it leave? Nine o'clock tomorrow night. Well, uh, wait a minute. If the train leaves at nine at night, why do you call it the daylight? I don't know. We're just a crazy mixed up bunch of kids. (laughs) I wish I could get... I wish I could get on tomorrow's lark. I'm sorry. I couldn't arrange that for you, Mr. Benny, but I do have some good news for you. 
I've got all the reservations for your summer vacation trip exactly as you planned it. His summer vacation? Where's he going? San Francisco, Denver, Philadelphia, New York, Seattle, and New Orleans. <laughs> and Mr. Jones, have my trip end in Washington, D.C. I want to see them print some, too. <laughs> Goodbye, Mr. Jones. Goodbye. Goodbye, Mr. Balzer. He's one of my writers. We finally gave him a part to read. <laughs> you know, you can save a few bucks that way, you know? <laughs> and now, kids... Oh, oh, just a second, Jack. Yes, Don? Don't you think it's time for a commercial? Well, I certainly do. Uh, what, what have you got? <laughs> well, the sportsman quartet have been spending a lot of time in Chinatown, and they've arranged a number they feel would be very appropriate for San Francisco. Oh, they were in Chinatown. Oh, well, fine, Don. Let's hear it. Okay. Take it, fellas. <laughs> Who'd have a lucky strike? He's sure to have a smoky lie. Luckies are so nice to puff. Very, very good and never rough. After my bowl of rice, two popcorn is so nice. They are at We happy go lucky. We happy go lucky strike. We happy go lucky. Don. As a matter of fact, if I were doing my television show from San Francisco next Sunday, I'd have had a Chinese scene in it, just for that number, you know? Jack, you mean to tell me the next Sunday you're doing another television show? That's right, Don. Time certainly flies, doesn't it? You know, sometimes I, uh... Come in! Well, look who's here. Lieutenant Governor Goodwin Knight of California. Hello, Jack. Governor, this is a great pleasure having you visit us on our radio show. Thank you, Jack, but I'm really here at the request of Governor Earl Warren. Gosh, Governor Warren, what a coincidence. You know, the last time I did a show in San Francisco, seven years ago, he was my guest star. I know, but that's why he sent me here. You haven't paid him yet. 
paid him. Why, I was sure I sent him a check. Oh, Jack, I was only joking. Uh, Governor Warren got your check and decided to keep it as a souvenir. He had it framed and keeps it in his office. But how could he get my check back after he cashed it? Oh, he didn't cash it. Good, good. (laughs) By the way, Governor, uh, I'd like you to catch my stage show at the current theater. I closed tonight, you know. I've already seen the show, Jack. Uh, I was there last night. Wait a minute. Last night, were you sitting in the 14th row right on the aisle? That's right. And you came into the theater about 20 minutes late? Yes, that's right. How did you know? That empty seat had me worried to death. (laughs) You see, I'm working, I'm working on percentage. And I need all I can make. After all, on April 15th, I had to pay my state income taxes, and I, I sent a big check to Sacramento. You did? Yes. Doesn't that make you happy? Why should it? I'm not working on a percentage. (laughs) (laughs) You're not, eh? Well, you ought to get a different agent. Jack, just a minute, please. What is it, Bob? Well, excuse me, but I'd like to ask the governor something. Well, go ahead. Well, it's confidential, governor. Do you you mind if I whisper it in your ear? Uh, No, not at all. Well, governor, I was... I'm sorry, Bob. Tell Remley I couldn't help his brother. That's a federal prison. Oh. Well, then he'll just have to continue taking swimming lessons. By the way, Governor, I'd like you to meet the rest of my cast. This is Mary. Hello, Governor. It's awfully nice meeting you. I've been looking forward to meeting you, too, Mary. And last but not least, in my cast, my announcer, Don Wilson. Hello, Governor. Hello, Don. Nice seeing you again. Again? Certainly. Don is very popular up here in San Francisco, and uh, he's very important, too. You see, Jack? You see? (laughs) Governor, you're not kidding me about Don being important, are you? No, Jack. Don carries a lot of weight in this town. He does? Yeah, especially around the Bay Area. (laughs) He's got gestures and everything. (laughs) Well, Governor, I guess... (laughs) That's not a description. (laughs) No. Governor, I guess you've, you've met my entire cast, huh? Not yet, Jack. You haven't introduced me to Dennis Day. I know, and someday you'll thank me. <laughs> Believe me. Jack, it's been a pleasure meeting you and your whole great gang. And if you're ever in Sacramento, call me up and I'll take you to lunch. Lunch? Well, if you haven't got time to have lunch, we can just have some coffee and Cimarron rolls. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we will. Well, goodbye, Governor, and thanks for dropping in. Goodbye, Jack. I wish I could get him on my show steady. (laughs) You know, he's such a sweet guy and so accommodating. But I guess we're going to have to get President Eisenhower on the program if we're going to help Remley's brother. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, it was nice of him. Hello? Hello, boss. It's Roger. <laughs> Roger. 
Rochester, I- I've been trying to reach you all day. Where are you? I'm in Sausalito. Sausalito, what are you doing there? Nothing. Nothing? That's the main industry here. What? They got so much of it, they export it. Oh, you mean things are kind of quiet over there? Quiet? They just arrested a silkworm for disturbing the peace. Now, wait a minute, Rochester. I didn't give you permission to go over there. I know, boss, but I had a couple of spare hours on my hands. Uh-huh. And I was... Well, I, I was kind of lonesome. Yeah? And then I remembered I knew a girl over here in Sausalito. Yeah? And it... Spring now, boss. Spring! <laughs> All right, so what happened? Main industry, nothing. <laughs> well, look, Rochester, were there any calls or messages for me at the hotel? Well, just before I left, the music critic critic from one of the San Francisco newspapers came to interview you. Uh-huh. So I told him everything I knew about your career as a comedian. Well, good, good. Then he wanted to know how you personally classified yourself as a violinist. How I classified myself? Yeah, so I told him that you thought your tone wasn't as resonant as it should be. You told him that? Yeah, then I told him you thought your fingering was clumsy and your bowing was awkward. Rochester, why did you tell him that? Boss, even when you haven't got it, you've got to be modest. <laughs> I guess so. Well, goodbye, Rochester. Goodbye. Ladies and gentlemen, everybody fears fire in the home. Yet most of them are caused by sheer carelessness. Check faulty heating equipment, ducts and flues, keep matches away from children. Don't smoke in bed, empty ashtrays before retiring. Extra care is the best safeguard against fire. Remember, only you can prevent fires. Thank you. (laughs) Jack will be back in just a moment. But first, nothing, no nothing beats better taste. And remember... Lucky's taste better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. Lucky's taste better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. For Lucky Strike means fine tobacco, richer tasting. Fine tobacco. Lucky's taste better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. Lucky Strike. Lucky Strike. In spite of all you hear about cigarette smoking today, one basic truth remains. It's the taste of a cigarette that counts. Nothing, no nothing beats better taste. And Lucky's taste better, cleaner, fresher, smoother. There are good reasons for it. Lucky's are made better to taste better, made round and firm and fully packed to draw freely and smoke evenly. Naturally, that will give you a better smoke. Then, too, better taste in a cigarette must begin with the tobacco. And LSMFT, Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Fine, light, mild tobacco with its own wonderful aroma and a taste that's even better. So remember, friends, only fine tobacco in a better-made cigarette can give you Lucky's better taste. Next time, ask for a carton of Lucky Strike. Be happy, go lucky, get better taste today. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank all of the people of San Francisco for being so nice to me. I want to thank Lieutenant Governor Goodwin Knight for appearing on my show. 
Next week, we'll not only be broadcasting from Hollywood, but we'll be doing another television show. And to all mothers everywhere, a very happy Mother's Day. Oh, Mr. Benny, I'm mad at you for not introducing me to Governor Knight. Why? What a great team we'd make, night and day. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good day. Jack Benny program is written by Sam Perrin, Milt Josephsburg, George Balzer, John Packerberry, and produced and transcribed by Hilliard Marks. Be sure to hear The American Way with Horace Height for Lucky Strike every Thursday over this same station. Consult your newspaper for the time. The Jack Benny program is brought to you by Lucky Strike, product of the American Tobacco Company, America's leading manufacturer of cigarettes. Stay tuned now for the Amos and Andy Show, which follows immediately over most of these same stations. This is the CBS Radio Network. RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, and first in television, presents Transcribe, the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show. For your enjoyment, here is the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show, written by Ray Singer and Dick Chevrolet, with Elliot Lewis, Walter Tetley, Robert North, Janine Roos, Ann Whitfield, Walter Scharf and his music, and yours truly, Phil Foreman. The one thing that irks a woman is when her husband forgets an important occasion, especially when there's a gift involved. Most men simply admit that they forgot and say they're sorry, but not Phil Harris. He will admit to nothing. He'd rather do it the hard way and... But more about that later. First, a word from RCA Victor. Any experienced mealmaker will tell you the biggest problem is getting everything ready at once. Now at last, RCA Estate has solved that problem with a range that makes timing easy because it has a separate cooking area for every cooking job. Your meat broils or barbecues in the barbecuer meat oven. Your casseroles, pies, biscuits bake in a second big oven. Don't worry about crowding. RCA Estate gives you balanced heat in every corner. Top side, you have four big units, plus the hideaway griddle. This griddle drains off fats, giving a distinctively different flavor to whole grilled meals. Sounds wonderful? Yes. And your dealer can show you many other features of the 1953 RCA Estate in either gas or electric, the range that's used by famous food authority, Duncan Hines. And now the stars of the RCA Victor program, Alice Faye and Bill Harris. Today is Mother's Day, the one day in the year that is dedicated to mothers everywhere. On this day, loving children shower their mothers with affection and gifts. And as we look in on the Harris home, Alice has just been presented with a gift. Mother, how do you like the present we brought you? Oh, Alice, it's a lovely gift. It's sweet of you and Phyllis to buy me this, uh, this, uh... It's an electric food warmer. Well, it's very nice, but... What made you think of buying me a food warmer? Well, we knew you needed it because Daddy is always saying your cooking isn't so hot. <laughs> oh, your Daddy is such a card. You like it, don't you, Mother? Oh, I love it, honey, but it's awfully expensive. Where did you girls get the money? Well, I heard the boys in Daddy's band say whenever they need money, they go to a hawk shop. 
So, Phyllis and I went to a hawk shop. Well, what did you hawk? Phyllis. <laughs> Stop talking like your father and answer my question. What did you hawk? Nothing, Mother. The man felt sorry for us and let us have it for the money we had. Well, that was sweet of him. And Alice, I appreciate this gift, and I want There's you... more. I have a Mother's Day poem here that goes with it. Oh, how thoughtful. Read it to me. Uncle Elliot wrote it. Tear it up, burn it up, spray it, get it out of the house. <laughs> but it's real cute. I'll read it to you. <clears throat> you are the finest one of all, sturdy, graceful, and so tall. Your poise and beauty are truly great. You're the best-looking one at the starting gate. <laughs> Starting date. With your head held high and your mane aflow, you hug the rail and away you go. <laughs> we have the right to feel proud and haughty, because you've never played less than 1440. <laughs> Did Uncle Elliot make this up all by himself? No, he copied it off Seabiscuit's memorial at Santa Anita. <laughs> He's a cute one, he is. Mother, did Daddy give you a Mother's Day present yet? No, not yet, honey. He's still upstairs getting dressed, but I can't wait to see what he got me. He always gets me something expensive. How much is that doggy in the window? The one with his foot on the rail. <laughs> How much could I buy that little cat? Oh, hi. Hi. Good morning, honey. Oh, hello, darling. So good to see you, even though you are empty-handed. I... <laughs> Oh, you're not empty-handed. You have a bundle under your arm. Is it for me? Yes, it is, dear. What is it, darling? My dirty laundry, sweetie. <laughs> Bill, don't you know what today is? It's a very important occasion. It's a day everybody celebrates. It's the most important day of the year. It's the one day that Alice, you... Alice, say no more. Ooh, to think that I almost forgot my own birthday. <laughs> I'm 32 today. <laughs> it's not your birthday. It's Mother's Day, and you forgot. Oh, no, 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 honey. I didn't forget. I just... Daddy, uh, didn't you buy Mother a present? A pre... Oh, of course I did. I got her a, a, a lovely present. It, it's a beautiful thing. Oh, I'd like to see it. Oh, so would I. I mean, um... <laughs> no, honey, I'll show it to you in due time. Oh, Phil, I can't wait. Tell me, what is it? Well, it's, um... Um... It's... See if you can guess. Is it a fur coat? Is it a diamond ring? Is it a ruby bracelet? Is it a new car? When this kid guesses, she don't mess around. <laughs> I'll bet you got me that string of cultured pearls that I've always wanted. No, you still ain't hit. I better settle for that. The gal ain't gonna go no cheaper. <laughs> you guessed it, dear. It's the pearls. Oh, Phil, it's just what I wanted. Go get the pearls. Where are they? Well, I left them in the... Well, I got them... Oh, heavenly days. I almost forgot the other present that I got for you. This will make you forget the pearls. Another present? What is it, darling? My latest RCA Victor recording. Uh, what do you say to that? Get the pearls. No, no, never mind. I'm going to play it for you right now, and you're going to love it. Listen. You get a line, and I'll get a pole, honey. You get a line and I'll get a pole, babe You get a line and I'll get a pole And we'll go 
down to the crawdad hole, honey, baby mine. Yonder come a man with a sack on his back, honey. Yonder come a man with a sack on his back, babe. Yonder come a man with a sack on his back, got more crawdads than he can pack, honey, baby mine. That man fell down and busted his sack, honey. That man fell down and busted his sack, babe. That man fell down and busted his sack. Just watch them crawdads back and back, honey, baby mine. I sell my crawdads three for a dime, honey. I sell my crawdads three for a dime, babe. I sell my crawdads three for a dime. Ain't no crawdads as good as mine, honey, baby mine. What are you gonna do when you lose your pole, honey? What are you gonna do when you lose your pole, babe? What are you gonna do when you lose your pole? Just sit and look down that crawdad hole, honey, baby mine. What are you gonna do when the creek runs dry, honey? What are you gonna do when the creek runs dry, babe? What are you gonna do when the creek runs dry? Just sit and watch them crawdads die, honey, baby mine. Well, get up, Kate, you slept too late, honey. Now get up, Kate, you slept too late, babe. Well, get up, Kate, you slept too late. That crawdad man done passed your gate, honey. Baby, my... Well, honey, how'd you like that? I made it just for you. Here, I want you to have it, and I bet you that you play... Alice. Alice, where'd your mother go? She went to look for the pearls. Well, I've never been so insulted in all my life. <laughs> I made this record just for her, and she walks out on it. You'd think that the least... I'll get that. Well, if she don't like the record, I'll give it to somebody who appreciates my voice. Hiya, Curly. Oh, hi, Elliot. Hi, old buddy. I'm glad you got here because I got a present for you. Here you are. Thanks, Curly. This is something I've always wanted. A burnt flapjack. <laughs> all right, all right. Look, this is my latest RCA Victor recording and I'm gonna give it to you. Oh, this is my lucky day. To think this should happen to me, a poor barefoot guitar player. <laughs> You said that right <clears throat> Now I knew you'd appreciate my record I know it's something that you'd like to have And yet it's Well, it's something that you Wouldn't go out and buy for yourself No, I don't believe I would <laughs> Hey, where's Alice? I want to wish her a happy Mother's Day Wait a minute, don't mention that I'm in enough trouble now I'm ashamed of myself I told Alice I bought her a string of pearls And I didn't Curly You lied to your wife? On Mother's Day? Ain't a good day for lying, huh? <laughs> well, you should never lie to your wife Oh, I don't, I don't I always tell my wife the truth, the whole truth and nothing <laughs> You didn't finish I ain't going to or I'll be telling another lie <laughs> hey, Why'd you 
just go in and tell your wife you didn't get her the pearls. Well, I can't do that now. She's all excited about them, and I just can't let her down. Where are you going to get a string of pearls on Sunday? Yeah, I never thought of that. The stores are all closed today, huh? Mm. There must be some place I can pick up some pearls. Hey, I know where. Where? In that claw machine they got in the pool room. <laughs> if we work it right and tilt it just a little and kick it, bang it on the back. You know how you get it over like this? All right, Curly. Look, you can't get Alice a pearl necklace out of a claw machine. Why not? That's where I got her engagement ring. <laughs> it's a beautiful stone. Looks like a sparkling doorknob. No, I mean you can't get her a cheap gift like that. Women know what good pearls look like. I know that, but where do I get them? I can't break into it. Hi, Miss Fat. Come over this. Hi, kid. Well, if it ain't the two dummies from the house of wax. (laughs) Oh, it's Buona Devil, huh? (laughs) Hey, Julius, don't you know you shouldn't be out on Mother's Day? Why not? If any woman sees you, it'll slow down motherhood to a walk. This ain't what they're trying for. Oh, you're real jazzy today. <laughs> I ain't got no time for your tired jokes. Where's Miss Faye? What do you want her for? I want to show her this present I got me mother for Mother's Day. It's something Mom always wanted. What is it? A bust of me little head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a lovely gift. Don't you envy his mother, Curly? Yeah. That's like getting a five-pound box of wet liver. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe a low... How can you guys be so callous? How can you laugh at a little tyke like me who's trying to make his old mother happy with a bust of a little boy's head? Well, I'm sorry, kid, but I... Don't interrupt me when I'm being maudlin. (laughs) Mama loved this gift. At night when she's sitting home alone, she won't really be alone. Me little head will be there on the mantel. <laughs> and during the day when she's waking around the house, she can tuck it under her arm and carry it with her. Yeah, and it'll come in handy on cold nights. She can heat it up and use it as a bed warmer. <laughs> there you go again. Ain't nothing sacred to all you right, guys. All right, kid. All right, kid. Don't get all worked up. Keep your apron on. Hey, what's in that package you got in the hand, the small one? Oh, that's me old man's gift to Mom. I just picked it up for him. What'd he get her? Father bought Mother some pearls. Uh-huh. Curly, did you hear what he said? Oh. <laughs> oh, this is too good to be true. And Julius has them with him. You know something? Hmm? We must lead a good life. Our fairy godmother's watching over us. <laughs> Shall we have a go at them? Leave us. Julius, um, those pearls you got there, are you sure they're pearls? What do you mean? Well, haven't you heard about the gang of counterfeit pearl dealers in town? What are you talking about? How can they counterfeit a pearl? They take tapioca and string it together. <laughs> Some cases, they use faded salmon eggs. And uh, one dealer is using miniature matzo balls No Yeah Now you'd better let me take a look at those pearls Because I can tell you if they're phony Don't bother I insist, give me them pearls Get your southern fried meat hooks off of this earth (laughs) 
Look, Julius, I gotta have the pearls. Just let me borrow them for a while. What for? Well, I told my wife that I bought her a string of pearls, but I didn't. So just lend me yours for ten minutes. I'll let Alice see them, and then I'll find something wrong with them, take them back, and return them to you. Then tomorrow, I'll go out and buy her another string, and the whole thing will have a happy, beautiful ending. What do you think of my idea, kid? It ain't bad. If we can do it in Technicolor and get Rita Hayworth to play the lead, we'll have another Salome on our hands. <laughs> Cut it out, will you? Alice has her heart set on getting the pearls, and if you don't do this for me, she'll be brokenhearted. Well, I don't want to see Miss Faye Height, so I'll do it. Good boy. Now, let me have the pearls. Hey, uh, but remember, I want them back right after she sees them. Okay, you'll get them back. Now, look, you two guys can help me get them back. She'll probably try the pearls on, and when she does, you tell her they're not the right style for her. Gotcha, Curly. Remember, no horsing around. I want me pearls back You'll fast. get them. You'll get them. I'll call Alice. Hey, Alice, will you come in here a minute? I'll be right in. Now, look, fellas, don't knock the pearls. I don't want her to think that they're cheap. Tell her they're beautiful, but they're too bulky for her neck. Oh, Phil. Phil, I've looked all over the house for those pearls, and I can't find them. I don't think you got them for me. Tut, 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 my dear, tut. I have them right here in this package. Here you are, and happy Mother's Day. Oh, Phil, you did get them for me. I'll bet they're beautiful. Yeah, but they don't look good on you. Give them back. Wait till she opens them. (laughs) (laughs) Open it up, honey. I can't wait to see these pearls. I, I, oh, Phil, they're gorgeous. They're beautiful. They're exquisite. If you don't like them, take them back. <laughs> but I do, I do. It's just what I wanted. You had them long enough. Give them back. Will you shut up? <laughs> Alice, they look all right in the box, but how are they going to look on you? Well, we'll soon find out. I'll put them on. There. How'd they look? I don't know. They don't look right. There's something wrong. Don't you think so, Elliot? Definitely. You mean the, the pearls don't look good? The pearls look great, but your neck is too bulky. <laughs> I got that in smoothly, didn't I, Curly? Oh, yes, yes. You're a splendid cohort to have. Well, thank you. <laughs> Alice, what the flat top means is uh, your neck is too slender for such a bulky necklace. He's Take it off Oh, nonsense I just looked in the mirror And it looks beautiful Phil, I love these pearls And it was sweet of you To buy them for me I'll wear them always I'll never take them off (laughs) What's the matter with him? I don't know Maybe his tongue got caught In his braces I don't know (laughs) Julius, will you stop crying already? Don't be crying around here Stop crying, he says Here it is, Mother's Day And me poor old mother Will be walking around With an empty neck (laughs) What do you mean It's mother's empty neck? She was expecting A new Adam's apple But it didn't arrive (laughs) Miss Faye Will you please Take that necklace off? No, I won't I like it Oh, Phil Come over here a minute, dear I want to give you A great big kiss For buying me this necklace Mm. Mmm My old man ain't gonna like this Why not? He paid for the necklace and Ham Hog gets the smooching (laughs) You guys better get the necklace back or I'm gonna tell Miss Faye All right, we'll get it back, we'll get it back Uh, Curly, will you join us for a moment, please? Yeah, I'll be right there 
Excuse me, honey. Keep your motor running. I'll be right back. <laughs> what do you guys want? I want me necklace, and I want it now. But Alice won't take it off. I think I know a way to get it off without her knowing about it. How? It isn't commonly known, but at one time I was quite famous for my sleight of hand. I was known for my finger finesse and digit dexterity. What does that mean? Used to be a pickpocket. <laughs> now, I could slide it off her neck. She wouldn't even know it was missing. If I can just get my arms around Alice. Hey, I got it. I'll dance with her. Alice, shall we dance? Well, I don't know what you're talking about, but I don't want to dance. I see you'd rather sit this one out. Shall we go out on the terrace? There's a full moon, my dear. No, you could... don't. Just dance. <laughs> I'll put a record on. Go ahead, dance with them, honey. All right. And while we're dancing, why don't you close your eyes, bend your neck over my shoulder, <laughs> and sing to me. Thank you, Alice. I trust you enjoyed our dance. 
Oh? Is that what we were doing? <laughs> I thought we were having a potato race. <laughs> Are you insinuating that I'm not a good dancer? I didn't say that. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'd like to go inside, depart on my nose, and change my feet. <laughs> oh, my poor toes. I think he's a shill for Dr. Scholl. <laughs> Did I hear her say Skoll? <laughs> what am I, an orphan or something? You... <laughs> hey, Elliot, how'd you make out? I had trouble with the clasp. I couldn't get it open. You mean you didn't get the necklace? No, but I got her earrings, wristwatch, and engagement ring. <laughs> Give me those things. Okay. Can I keep this gold crown from her pivot tooth? <laughs> I think I heard enough. I'm going to tell Miss Faye and get my pearls. Now, wait a minute, kid. Give me a little more time. There must be some way we can get those pearls off her without her knowing it. We could do it if she were unconscious. But she ain't unconscious. A mere detail. <laughs> Hand me that bottle of champagne. A glancing blow at the base of the skull. No. <laughs> Why not? I ain't gonna launch my wife on Mother's Day. <coughs> Besides, that's expensive champagne. Then hit her with a bottle of ketchup. <laughs> Anything so I get the piles back. We ain't hitting my wife with nothing. Maybe when she goes to sleep tonight, I can sneak them. You mother and... can't wait till your wife falls asleep to get a. Sleep? That's it. I'll put it to sleep. How? I'll hypnotize her. Oh, let's not get hokey now. It ain't hokey. I took a correspondence course in hypnotism and I can do it. Call Miss Faye in and I'll prove it to you. All right, all right. It's worth a try. I gotta see this. Alice, will you come in here a minute? You sure you can work this, kid? It's a cinch. It's just a question of concentration, of a stronger mind forcing its will on a weaker mind. What is power I can... You want to see me, Phil? No, I want to see you, Miss Faye. Now then, stand in front of me and gaze deeply into me beady little eyes. <laughs> <laughs> What's this all about? Quiet, please. Your master is at work. Now concentrate. This is getting tired. This is getting weary. This is getting sleepy. I is? <laughs> this is fighting me. <laughs> now, just relax your mind and go to sleep. 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 <laughs> Not you, Mr. Harris! <laughs> Mr. Harris, wake up! Wake up! Huh? What? <laughs> Time to get up already, huh? <laughs> Gee, I had a good night's sleep. Mr. Harris! Alice, what's Julius doing in bed with us? <laughs> Why did I bother to wake him up? Where was I? Oh, yeah. Miss Faye, I was trying to put you to sleep. Why are you trying to put me to sleep? So I can get those piles back. They belong to me mother. Julius. So this isn't my present. Here, Julius, take the piles back to your mother. <laughs> As for you, Phil Harris, don't you ever... Ever talk to me again Well, I'm sorry, honey Tomorrow I'll go out And get you the biggest string Of pearls you ever saw I don't care You will? And will you also get me That fur coat And that diamond ring And that ruby bracelet Will you? Will you? Will you? Well, why don't you answer me? You told me never to talk to you again And this seems like A good time to stop <laughs> Hey, 
Phil will be back in just a moment. Whether you're bound for a vacation in the great out of doors or just relaxing around the house, the perfect companion is RCA Victor's powerful portable radio, the Globetrotter. At home or away, the Globetrotter puts all your favorite programs right at your fingertips. It brings in stations far beyond the range of ordinary portables. Yet it's so light and compact, you can take it with you wherever you go. The RCA Victor Globetrotter also is an ideal second radio for your home. It operates not only on batteries, but on AC or DC current too. Tune in your favorite programs while you work. Let the children enjoy the Globetrotter in their own room. Or put the Globetrotter on your bedside table. Its handsome dove gray case fits in beautifully anywhere. But whether you use this radio indoors or out, you'll get full volume and crystal clear tone. For the Globetrotter has RCA Victor's famous golden throat tone system. First chance you get, drop into your RCA Victor dealers and take home the versatile Globetrotter portable radio. And remember, for finest performance, have your dealer install RCA batteries. They're radio engineered for extra listening hours. Folks, this is Phil again. You can help your local school system in its great expansion program if you'll join and work with local civic groups and school boards actively seeking to improve educational conditions. Remember, education molds our future. Better schools build a stronger America. Thanks and good night. Good night, everybody. If you're the proud owner of one of the new design personal portables, such as the RCA Victor Super Personal, you can enjoy up to 10 times the playing performance of old-style personal-type portables without a change of batteries. The secret is in the remarkable new long-playing RCA radio batteries. But remember, no matter what kind of portable you own, you can enjoy top performance and extra listening hours with powerful RCA radio batteries. They cost no more. The Harris Face Show is transcribed. Next, hear Theater Guild on the air over NBC.